0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Arnie's, or maybe I should say, welcome to the main event! I'm Austin Terry, and I'm joined by my best pals, Matt Johnson
1: and Keith Baker. Matt, how you doing? I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. We've done these brackets before. I guess, what, is this our third one? Fourth one? I don't even know. But I feel like when comparing our lineup today with what we've done so far, those were all walks in the park. Like, this is going to be hard. Like This is going to be a tough bracket today. So I'm, I'm just nervous. I have no idea what's going to win. I don't know what's going to move forward. And I, I don't think there's any way we make it out of this one without somebody being upset.
2: <laughs> so we'll see.
0: Keith is our workout warrior of the three of us. How you doing, Keith? Welcome to
2: the Sports Bracket episode. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm in agreement. This is gonna be a tough one. There's there's some, gonna be some tough matchups for this one. I enjoyed pretty much all of these movies. There's maybe one or two that kind of was iffy about. But for the most part, I think all of these are gonna be some heavy hitters. So this is definitely the most fun
1: I've had preparing for one of these brackets, I'd say. Because all of these were fun watches. Yeah. I think this. I think all the ones we're going to be doing for this holiday season, if you want to call it that, we had a blast doing the Halloween movies, like Breaking Down, which was our favorite out of those last month, and now sports next month, just straight up holiday movies. So, yeah, it's it's a fun time. But I think this this was this was a fun watch because, as you guys know, I'm not super big into sports movies. I, I mean, I enjoy them obviously, but I, not my favorite like genre or subgenre. But Yeah, the ones we picked today, I guess we just made good picks because this was a blast. All right, well, let's not waste any
0: more time. Today is full of competition. It's the end of the month, which means it's time for another bracket today. And we figured with it being the Thanksgiving holiday, there's just simply no better time to break out the best sports movie of all time debate. Matt, why don't you go ahead and give us some thoughts so we can get right into it today? Sure.
1: Yeah. Like I said, very excited, but at the same time, very nervous for this episode because there's so many great picks on here. Um, we each contributed four, so who the hell knows what's going to happen. But as always, we should probably break down some criteria. I feel like this one might be a bit easier than the past, like, you know, with- movie scores, we had to talk about, you know, does it sound good? But also, how does it fit into the movie? And how does it make us feel? Does it work on its own? For Halloween movies, we had to talk about, is it scary? You know, is it actually a good movie? And then like all this, all this this other stuff. I mean, everything today, I don't think there's any argument. These are all sports movies. Like there's no, I don't think there's any criteria that needs to be, is this more of a sports movie than this one? Like, I don't know how you guys feel. I I don't think that's going to be an argument. I feel like For once, our main criteria is just, is it really good, (laughs) and does it work more than the other movie it's up against, kind of? I mean, that's how I feel about it. What about you guys?
0: Yeah, I I think for sure it has to be a good watch, which I think everything here is, so that's going to be kind of tricky to to decide on. But I also think for it being like a sports movie, a competition movie, I think it needs to kind of leave you
1: feeling inspired in some way. Okay. In some way. Interesting, interesting. Okay. All right. I like that. I'm agreeing with that. that. Yeah, so just how well it has to do with sports.
2: How well of a actually, you know, how well of a movie it actually is, as far as acting and writing and all that. Oh, that's a good point, Keith. Because there's one movie here. We'll get to it when we get to it. There is one movie here
1: that the writing is trash. <laughs> the writing is trash. Hmm. Wonder which one you guys are talking about. I don't, I honestly don't know. Like I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like <laughs> uh, I'm looking at our list right now. It's like yeah there's some that it's not i don't know <laughs> i like all these movies this is tough yeah anyway we'll get to it we'll get to it i'm excited to see what your guys's thoughts are
0: all righty well let's get right into the competition keith why don't you tell our lovely audience
2: today who the one-seaters are Our one-seaters for today are Moneyball, directed by Bennett Miller, starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. We got Miracle, directed by Gavin O'Connor, starring Kurt Russell. We got Remember the Titans, directed by Boaz Yakin, starring Denzel Washington as the famous coach Herman Boone. And then last but not least, The Fighter, directed by David O. Russell, starring Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Also, Amy Adams. So those are the one-seaters. Everybody
0: that wins here in this first wild card round is going to go on to face one of those films. And the wild card this week is pretty wild. So let's just start it off. Our first competition here is we got Rush directed by Ron Howard, starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brol as the F1 drivers James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. And we have Black Swan directed by Darren Aronofsky and stars Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. Who wants to go first here?
1: I mean, I feel like we're already here. I mean we we've already talked at the outset of this episode about how this is hard. I I don't know. I think Black Swan is a more impactful movie on me, and it feel this is I feel like people say this all the time, but it's kind of a shitty thing to say when talking about movies. It's like it's just it's cause it sounds pretentious, but Black Swan I think does like do more with its subject material, whereas Rush is just a really cool stylistic biopic not a bad thing. Rush is amazing, man. I had only seen it a couple times before, but it's been years at this point and watching it again was just a blast. It's so good. All all this being said, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Black Swan's amazing. I don't Jesus. I I think I picked both of these. So, if you guys want to give me some thoughts here cuz I I I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of thoughts. So, for Black
2: Swan, we saw from my timeout Thursday that I That's really true. enjoyed this movie. Yes. You know, someone someone could argue that this movie is not a sports movie because you could say that ballet is not considered a sport, but I think it makes this list as a sports movie because you do have to be athletic to do that i mean that's a pretty impressive thing that these girls I, mean, I, and I would i would almost do i would
0: almost argue you have to push yourself more as a ballet driver than a race car driver
1: I was gonna say i mean I think Possibly. out of all these movies i think again i I don't agree necessarily i think rush i mean is probably the least sports movie. You could argue that. But I, is, I see what you're saying. It is a competition Keith. movie though. Yeah, but anyway, I think you're right. So go ahead, Keith. So yeah, I mean these these girls and
2: guys have to push their bodies to the limit and and do it in such an artistic way and all that. So it's pretty impressive. Thoughts on Rush? Race car driving I guess could be considered more of a sport than ballet. So that you got that there with Rush. And I thought they did a pretty good job of the of portraying the racing scenes and the characters of Nikki Lauda and James Hunt. So yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Black Swan
0: here as a movie. Black Swan just impressed me more, like w- with the entirety of the film from start to finish. I think is is really incredible. Um, whereas Rush, I, I'm kind of left really just being impressed with Chris Hemsworth's performance, and then the last race of the movie, of course, is awesome. But I think there is some stuff in between that kind of lags with Rush. Um, whereas as black Swan, I mean, the way they bring in a horror elements, the way they show how these ballerinas have to prepare what they go through with their bodies, like taping up their feet, their feet, like cracking and their joints, like not working very well after dancing. It, it just seems so brutal. And I really was really impressed with the sport after watching this film. And then also like, there are some genuinely creepy moments, which is pretty cool to see how they're, some in horrifying well. moments. Yeah. So, oh my uh, God. my vote's going to go for black Swan.
1: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think if anybody's out there has ever kind of like doubted if ballet is a sport or just if dancing in general is a sport, Black Swan certainly when I was younger kind of turned me like, oh yeah, it absolutely is. Like, look what these people are doing to their bodies in order to achieve this perfection in this look. It's like, it's horrifying. And Austin pointed out that there are like actual horror elements here, like like actual kind of, not jump scares, but just creepy imagery and stuff like that. But I think it's a testament to the movie and the sport that not only were there moments where somebody would like, there was a, like a purposeful scare, like, Oh, like it would freak me out. But there were moments where it would be a close up on somebody's feet doing a pirouette or like a grand plié or something. And I was like, ah, like I was afraid, <laughs> like somebody was about to like snap their ankle. Like it, it just always seems like it's on the verge of happening. It's just so scary. The fact that people do this and what they achieve is so incredible. Um, and and yeah, it's also interesting because I didn't think about it whenever Austin at be getting brought up this whole inspiration aspect. I'm just curious, what are your guys' thoughts on the end of Rush? Because obviously it's a true story, so they have to adhere to it. But I, I've always kind of found it like they have this great final conversation and then it's like, but then James Hunt didn't come back it's like oh and then, and then he died oh. well and i honestly <laughs> <It's>
0: like... <laughs> if you if you do a little reading afterwards you go you go on to learn that nikki lauda won the world cup i think two more times after the events of his rivalry with james hunt so I, right. if they had taken an option to focus on that a little bit more i think you you would have left feeling a little bit more inspired it's as if after this terrible accident we'd then see him win the world cup two more times like that would have been kind of cool to see but we kind of end like kind of in the middle of his career almost
1: yeah. And I love the last scene of like these, you know, grand rivals coming together and having this great conversation. But then it's just a weird narration where it's like, but then James Hunt didn't fulfill his promise and he died and I was sad. It's like, oh, OK, whatever. <laughs> um, so that that is the only part of Rush. That I'm like, oh, I think Rush is an incredible movie, like genuinely like Ron Howard directed it. It's probably one of his most underrated movies. People don't really talk it's about it. It's racing, too. Oh my God, it's so good. And Chris Hemsworth is somebody that is clearly an incredible comedic presence and actor with the Thor movies, but I think straight up, he's been kind of trash and a lot of other movies he's done outside of that. And most of the movies have just been bad. I think Rush is not only the best movie he's done outside of the MCU, but he's legitimately great in it as well. So that's kind of exciting. Daniel Bruhl, this movie introduced me to him and he's so good. Yeah, I mean, Keith, are you going to go Rush? Because I think I might be leaning towards Black Swan, to be honest with you.
2: I think I'll lean more towards Rush, even though I really enjoyed Black Swan for all the things I explained earlier. But I just feel like Rush has more of a sports movie. I just think of it to be more of a sports movie than Black I
1: get what you're saying. That's that's an interesting point. I certainly don't think it's like it focuses more on a sport or like racing is more of a sport, but I do like how you're saying it. Like Rush is... More of a traditional sports movie.
0: There is the competition there and the rivalry. However, I just I just left Black Swan just being so uh, really impressed with ballerina and, and the, just how much they go through to prep for all these roles. Like I, I really me didn't too. know. So that that's ultimately what's what's swaying me on Black Swan.
1: Yeah. Whereas Black Swan's like just an amazing drama with horror elements that just happens to have a sport in it. And um the competition and the thing that's also so cool about it is it, it sounds so cheesy to say, but it's like they're doing a performance of Swan Lake, but then whenever you're like you as the audience watching the movie, it's like these characters are acting as said the Swans, but then also like outside of that they're also kind of embodying the Swan characters. It's so interesting. Also, Vincent Cassell is somebody an actor I've always loved. He plays the teacher. He's so good in this movie as well, as kind of a villain um just an interesting performance mila kunis i feel like doesn't get a lot of interesting work and she's great in this movie this
0: is the most different role i've ever seen Mila mila
1: kunis play for her and she's great yeah and like taking the obsession and using it as a way to kind of morph reality and leaving you the audience like what the hell is happening like i don't even know at this point like what's real what's not and it just even at the end when it's a bit ambiguous it's kind of just extremely satisfying and it the way Black Swan ends and it still leaves you kind of inspired is, is kind of odd, but in a cool way. So I, yeah, I'm going to go Black Swan. All right. Well, congratulations,
0: Black Swan. You will move on to face Moneyball in round two. Ooh. All right. Moving on here in the wild card, we now have Happy Gilmore versus Goon. Happy Gilmore was directed by Dennis Duggan. It stars Adam Sandler and Carl Weathers. And then we have Goon, which was directed by Michael Dousey. And it stars Sean William Scott, Jay Bouchel, and Leave Schreiber.
1: All right. So this is kind of like our more obviously comedic uh, bout here, like sports movies focusing on comedic, expe- comedic aspect. I think these are two of the best to ever do it for sure. Uh, yeah, man. Happy Gilmore is a weird one for me because it's a movie that I've seen a bunch of times throughout my life at different ages. And anytime I go back to watch it, I always expect like eh, it's just going to be kind of a Adam Sandler movie that doesn't really hold up. And I watched it the other day, man. I was I, I was laughing out loud multiple times. I think this movie is so ridiculous and so funny. There's a scene where Adam Sandler gets mad at somebody, somehow grabs him, pulls off his shirt, and punches him in the face. <laughs> (laughs) It's, like, the funniest, (laughs) like, physical comedy I've seen. Um, And then uh, I remember seeing Goon when that came out, because I certainly, I think, like, a lot of people wasn't, you know excited to see it. I hadn't really heard much about it, but then when it came out, the reviews were like, it was just such an underdog movie. Like people were so surprised, like this is actually a really good movie. Like it's, it's funny. It's kind of sweet. It it uses violence in kind of a stylistic, interesting way. The characters are really cool. Sean William Scott plays a different character than usual and he's great. And I saw it and I was like, wow, yeah, they're right. And Goon, I've also seen a few times. And uh, Goon is a bit different from Happy Gilmore because it's odd. The stuff I love about Goon is actual, like, the character interaction, the sweet moments, the sports element. The comedy falls flat for me as I get older. It just doesn't work almost at all. The sex stuff, like, even I, <laughs> you guys, to me, like, the sex jokes in this movie may even make me go, ugh, gross. But everything else I love about it. Um, so, yeah, this is tough. I think both these movies are great. What about you guys? What do you think?
0: I think I'm going to go for Goon over Happy Gilmore. Like you said, Matt, Happy Gilmore is a movie that I've seen just countless times and it, and it still is funny every time i th- I think over time though it has kind of worn off on me a little bit whereas with goon and maybe this isn't even happy gilmore's fault but this was the first time i'd ever seen goon and when keith submitted it i'd like i didn't really know anything about it but i was like what the? is isn't that that weird hockey movie uh so i wasn't even really <laughs> that excited to watch it but but i watched it uh for the first time and was blown away like i was laughing throughout the entire movie the nice the nice guy thing with doug like being really nice on on the ice, but then still beating the shit out of people, I think is so funny. And Sean William Scott plays that dynamic perfectly. And then also just the way this team kind of comes together, um, and kind of rallies around this this goon who really doesn't have a spot on, in hockey, but is still inspiring the team. Um, I don't know, it just works for me. And I think Leif Schreiber is also really great here as oh, well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm He's gonna throw so a good. vote for
1: goon. And like, there's moments in this movie that you would expect. Just not to be here. Like one of my favorite moments that I watch all the time on YouTube, just because I find it like inspiring. It gets me kind of riled up in a good way is because the whole premise and we actually we're going to talk about this almost exact same premise a little bit later on our bracket. But the whole idea is that they're bringing in this new guy to kind of not only be an enforcer, but Javi. Xavier Leflem is uh, the hot like um, talent. That's he's nervous after getting beat up by Lee Schreiber. So they're going to bring in this new enforcer to make him feel safe, essentially. And uh, there's this moment like they're not getting along. Xavier Leflem feels like Doug is taking his spot. And then there's this moment whenever he he gets knocked down during a game. Xavier does, and then Doug goes up to him, grabs him, is holding him like by the collar, and then just is staring at Xavier and just starts like punching. I the love guy. that. <laughs> and, like, I love that. So they fight. They finally kind of connect in that moment. He's like, "Oh, and you he see does Xavier that my back. smiling." Yeah, and then like he gives him his uh, gloves back, and he's like, "Good fight!" Like, it's really cool, man. Like, it it is a, a really good movie. Like, and it's weird that the comedy is what works the least for me because I think it's actually like a legitimately great sports movie with amazing character moments and dramatic beats. Like, I, I think it's really surprising. What what about you, Keith? You obviously, like Austin said, you submitted it. So, or do you have strong feelings one way or the other? Well, before you go, Keith, I'll, I'll say the the other thing that really worked for me as
0: as a comedy moment is when uh they're facing off on the team at the beginning of the game, and uh, this other team's enforcer looks at looks at uh Doug and just goes, "You want to go right now?" And Doug's like. Yeah, yeah, sure. That sounds good. He's like, All right, let's do it. Like, By the way, I like I really like your hair. And then and then Doug's like <laughs> Doug's like, Oh, thanks. And then they, they beat the shell each other, Doug knocks him out, and then the other guy's like, Good fight, man. And the, the refs are dragging Doug away and he's like, Oh, he's so nice. Like <laughs> <it's> so
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the whole nice guy element is probably what is most conducive to comedy? That's what works for me the best. Is yeah. The whole like, just juxtaposition of him being this violent motherfucker, but also he's just so sweet too. So actually, I actually I was wrong, Keith. You submitted both of these, so it's kind of like for me with the last round. So it's, it yeah, might be tough. tough for you. Yeah. But um, uh, but I do know who I'm gonna throw
2: a vote to. But let me get into why. Let me go into Happy Gilmore. I'll say Happy Gilmore. I think is the better comedy out of these two. Yeah. Happy Gilmore I agree with that. makes me laugh so much. There's so everything about that movie is just hilarious. Uh, Adam Sandler, Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller as the uh, the uh, nursing home <laughs> dude yeah. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many funny moments in Happy Gilmore, and it definitely is a sports movie, obviously, because it has to do with golf and and it's sort of hockey too. He's trying to be a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna throw a vote to Goon just because I think it's just a better sports movie overall because you got the. You got a great cast. Sean M Scott is awesome in this. You don't really, you know, we really don't see him in too much these days. Yeah, so it's kind of cool that he's in this one and he's in the, the sequel. Austin, you'll definitely have to go see the sequel. The sequel is really good. Oh, really? I was looking it up. It didn't, it didn't
1: seem like they got that good reviews. It's, it's not as really good as good. the first one, but for me, but it is it is good. It's on Netflix, so people can check that one out a bit more easily, but it's definitely worth watching. Really liked Lee Schreiber's character as uh, Ross Deboss Ray. I thought he was Australia.
2: badass. And it was kind of cool that he was like actually kind of a mentor to him.
0: I also kind of like there's, that there's not really like a central villain in this movie, too. It's just all these teams trying to compete. Like There's not like yeah. a really
2: overarching bad guy, either.
1: No, yeah, not really.
2: Yeah, I think the, the story is, is
1: good. The acting's good. The comedy's uh, fairly decent. So, yeah, I'm going to throw a vote to Goon. I'll go ahead and just agree with you guys. I think, yeah, I'd give it to Goon as well. I think it's the better movie, but Happy Gilmore's great. But I agree. If this was comedies. Happy Gilmore would probably be moving on, but it's
0: sports. So Goon will go on to face Miracle mm. in the round two. Hockey
1: movies. Two there hockey movies. Okay.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and keep moving here. We now have Rocky versus Bull Durham. Rocky is directed by John Abbotson. It stars Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers as Rocky and Apollo Creed. And then Bull Durham is directed by Ron Shelton. And it stars Kevin Costner, Susan Saradin, and Tim Robbins.
1: Rocky obviously had to be on the list, man. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Does it hold up? Eh, I don't know. But, had to be uh... <laughs> on the list, but I hated watching it. <laughs> yeah. Look, Rocky legitimately, like, you can't take anything away from it. The way it kind of changed sports movies, the way it it changed so many different genres. I mean, it probably made sports movies a bit more palatable and accessible. It also was made for under a million dollars and at the time in 76 made $225 million, that's probably over a billion for inflation, who the fuck knows. But I mean, what it did bring Sylvester Stallone and kind of the passion behind it is so admirable for me, but I've seen it a few times now and I do agree with Austin. It just, it, it's well made. There's lots of great, great stuff about it. I do like a lot of the character moments, but it just doesn't really hold up for me, which is, which is tough because it's like, yeah. it's hard to look past that for me.
0: This is the film I was referring to about the writing not being that great. I know Sylvester Stallone wrote it, and I can appreciate that this is like his baby. But, I, man, none of these conversations were very interesting to me. And for this, for this being like such an iconic sports movie, like really only the last 14 minutes are the fight. And everything else
1: is just him walking around, talking, saying, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's not a lot. of. There's really no Apollo Creed, really. Oddly, yeah. I think people might kind of get that. I mean, he's in Apollo Creed is in a lot of the sequels, but he uh, really barely in this one, which kind yeah. of feels and odd. That, that
0: was kind of a shame for me, too. It's just because I don't really find any of these characters all that interesting or compelling except for Apollo Creed. And he's really yeah. not in it a whole lot. So, yeah, um, I guess it's kind of obvious where I'm going with this. I'm going to vote for Bull Durham. I'd never seen Bull Durham, and I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, it, it made me laugh really the entire way through the movie. I also really bought into how this team kind of comes together and, and learns to work as a unit. Um, one of my favorite sequence of events is when they're in the baseball game and they have like a team meeting in the center of the field, like in the middle of the game. And they're talking about like some dude's wedding and then how they all have a lot going on right <laughs> now. And I, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed bull Durham. And i I was honestly shocked by how much I liked it. Cause as you guys know, I, I don't
1: like old movies that much and I had mm. a great time with bull Durham. So that's my vote. What about you, Keith? What are your thoughts on kind of Rocky holding up and all that stuff?
2: Yeah, there, there's definitely some, there's some parts of Rocky I laughed at that I know weren't supposed to be comedic.
1: <laughs> Look, we gotta say it, we gotta say it, and we'll we'll talk a lot of good stuff about Rocky yeah. when it comes to Creed, but this guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> yo, Adrian. This guy's a creep, man. Like, there's a scene where he's literally like, yo, Adrian, let me walk you home, you gotta be careful of all these creeps out there. I'm like, you're the number one creep, dude. <laughs> He's like, Adrian, yeah, you like my turtles? Adrian, yo, come inside. She's like, no, I gotta go home. I said, come inside. You know, you want to say hi to my pet? Like, I can't, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, come inside. You hungry? Like, shut up. <laughs> and he just like, makes out what, with her. What he do says, you think? <laughs> you,
0: don't, you don't feel safe with me? Come inside.
1: <laughs> the second they get in, he takes his clothes off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, the fucking weirdest, weirdest blocking for a kiss I've ever seen. They huddle in the corner <laughs> of the doorway, slide down the door, making out, and then he <laughs> He ends up in her
1: lap. It's so weird. You know what's funny though? I actually really like their relationship after that. It's yeah, just so weird. do I. It's weird. The beginning you was so how weird. How they got to it? Yeah. To also, hell. Polly. I wanted him to die the whole time. <laughs> Does anybody Polly's, like this? Polly guy? sucks, dude. Also, Mickey. Mickey's like, let me train you, and then even Rocky, like the one moment where you're like, oh, I agree with him. He's like, you never. I've been here for ten years. You never pay attention to me, and he's like and then like he (laughs) like so weird man
0: I also it's like Rocky also acts like everyone's out to get him but (laughs) it makes sense that Mickey doesn't want to train him he wasted his talent being a bouncer for this like loan shark guy of course Mickey doesn't want to waste his time training that guy like Rocky doesn't deserve anything that happens to him in this movie he just got extremely extremely lucky
2: I loved yeah. it when that scene when Mickey just yells at him like, You wasted your life. You wasted it. could have you could have been a great fighter. You wasted You're a it. bum, Rock. <laughs> You're a bum Don't say that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I weird. think <laughs> I think people, you know, say this whenever they're not they don't want to bag on a movie too much. But I do mean that. I think Rocky is an incredibly important movie, both for low budget cinema and sports movies, and then you know Sylvester Stallone in general. But yeah, just to put it simply, it just doesn't hold up for me. And I think Bull Durham, it's not even one of those things where it's like, eh, I don't really like Rocky, so I'll just give it to the other one. I really like Bull Durham. I think it's one of my favorite baseball movies. And the way it actually incorporates romance in a way that I actually enjoy in a sports movie is kind of cool. And all the three leads are great. Kevin Costner's awesome. Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins, so fun. And this is what I was referencing. This is kind of the inverse of Goon. They bring in an older guy who's more experienced to train uh to kind of keep an eye on the younger hothead and so who has less experience but could be somebody and the way they kind of incorporate the whole going to the majors thing is really interesting and I I love I love um, the relationship between Kevin Costner and um, Tim Robbins as well. Just the way that kind of forms and what that... I felt so bad for Kevin Costner's character, too. Like, he should be in the majors. I know. It was kind of... He's the most talented person on the field. (laughs) (laughs) He's more talented than Tim's Robbins. (laughs) Tim's (laughs) Robbins!
0: Than Tim Uh, (laughs) Robin,
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he seemed pretty good. I mean, he hit like the most home runs they've set in the minors, and I guess he was a good catcher. I don't know. He seemed like a pretty good player. I don't know what happened. But he's only in the majors for 21 days. I also,
0: I also love the dynamic where every time uh, Nuke doesn't listen to him, he tells the pitcher what it's gonna, (laughs) or he tells the hitter what the pitch is gonna be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just to kind of get him up there, but. It's a good movie. I mean, Keith, it sounds like we're all going the same way. But did you did you like watching Bull Durham? Yeah,
2: um, yeah, Bull Durham was good. I liked the baseball aspects of it and all the terms they were using uh, for his pitches and all that, and it, that was cool. Um, one more thought on Rocky. Yeah, R- Rocky's. I think something you got to watch this series for to really get into the characters because if you, if you watch yes. Rocky three and Rocky four, that's when you get Apollo Creed uh, storyline and you get. Um, and then Rocky IV is whenever Rocky goes to Russia and fights Dolph Lundgren's character. That's a good one. And that's you get a lot more training scenes. You get a lot more boxing scenes. That one, that one. If it was Rocky Four in here, it would be a different story than Rocky One. Because Rocky Four, I think, is a better sports movie than Rocky One. It's
1: yeah. Even though I don't like the first one, it's a good franchise. Even Rocky Six, which was the f- most recent before Creed, was you know called Rocky Balboa, and it's this movie about him having a kid and trying to move on past Adrian's death, and it's like a really sweet, interesting movie. And yeah, I just the first one is yeah. what doesn't work for me. But it's a good franchise. I would still recommend it to people.
2: But yeah, Bull Durham was cool. Kevin Costner and Tim Robbins and um, Susan Sarandon—they were all funny. It's just a funny story. Yeah. And I I like that Kevin Costner was kind of the mentor and and everything like that. And he's trying to get with Susan Sarandon the whole time. Um, One more scene in Rocky that had me laughing my ass off. (laughs) is when the dog comes out and he goes, Buckets! (laughs) (laughs) And then he just slams the door and the dog goes inside.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's, Yeah. Yeah, not good.
0: <laughs> All righty. Well, Bull Durham will, will be going on to face Remember the Titans in round two. And now our final wild card round, we have Warrior versus Creed. Warrior is directed by Gavin O'Connor and stars Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. And Creed is directed by Ryan Coogler, the Coogster. Uh, and it stars Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, and Tessa Thompson.
1: So right off the bat. This is a good Rocky movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, here's what I here's what I'll say. Creed uh was is really good. It's a good Rocky remake essentially. Yeah, um way. but I think Warrior is the better version of Creed. Um Creed kind of I think suffers from the same issues that Rocky has where it, it is a movie about boxing but you really don't have a whole lot of boxing until the last 20 minutes. Um the boxing that you get is awesome. It's great. I think Warrior is a it's a better made movie. I think it has more interesting characters. Not taking any way, anything away from Creed. I think Michael B. Jordan's great. I just really, really love the dynamic of these two estranged brothers from their alcoholic father kind of coming together. I like all the family ties that are in this movie as well. Um, and, and the fight scenes in fucking Warrior are just so badass. They're so great. Every time I finish watching Warrior, I'm like hyped up. I'm always inspired. And Warrior has made me cry every time I watch it at the end of the movie. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Warrior.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this is a tough one. <clears throat> I think Creed's amazing. I think it's the better version of Rocky in every way and it does feel purposeful. Some elements are kind of reused and And
0: I agree with that. I think it's yeah. really really good. I just think Warrior is a slightly better version of Creed.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. I think Michael B Jordan and Sylvester Stallone and Tessa Thompson as well are just all fantastic and it's incredibly emotional. I think they I think they picked the right story. I mean, just the idea of this kid trying to live up to this legacy and also being a character from the franchise and how does that work and how does he forge his own destiny and uh, fighting and, and all that stuff is so great. And the boxing itself, the way it's shot is just phenomenal. It's so yeah, the Yeah, the
0: one take is awesome in that final scene. So
1: good. So good. Um, yeah, this is tough. Warrior's really great. I think Warrior's This awesome.
0: is the hardest one of this wild yeah. card round.
1: I know where he, I stand. Okay. Yeah. Where do you stand then?
2: So, just to talk about Creed, Creed, yeah, Creed is great. Michael B. Jordan is awesome. Even Sylvester Stallone, I thought, was really good. He was nominated for an yeah, so Oscar. Good. Yeah, he so was nominated good. for an Oscar for this movie. He's great, in it. Um, probably because he didn't write it. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but yeah, no, he was so good in this. um Yeah, a classic boxer story. You know, he makes his own name, and then he then he takes on his dad's name, and that was that was cool, and all that the story was fine. Um, yeah, it's. it's 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 up there, but I think Warrior definitely takes it from me because Nick Nolte was great in this movie. The acting was phenomenal for him and and Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, but Nick Nolte was awesome. Um, he really so emotional too when yeah. when they're in that
0: final fight. Uh, when Joel uh, Edgerton or Tom, Har- yeah, that song comes on. Tom Har- Tom
2: Hardy's shoulder is just fucking busted. You're yeah. like you gotta stop. You gotta stop, and he just keeps going. Oh, it's awesome. The, the fighting, the fighting scenes in Warrior are unmatched. Like you get so many um, fighting scenes in this movie, and it, and it's different because it's not a boxing movie. It's UFC, so you're getting even more like violence and all that in it. And they do a really good job of portraying the UFC and and using all the different terms for the takedowns and everything like that. Um, yeah, so, and I just like the story a lot better than I did Creed, even though don't want to take anything away from Creed, because Creed was great, so, but Warrior's gonna take it from me.
1: I think the story is better told in Creed. I think Warrior, it gets a little bit, um, like... Muddied sometimes, just jumping back and forth between the brothers, not even in a bad way. I just think it kind of loses itself at small moments. But then it comes together in the final fight, and it's so emotional. I cried watching it again this time. And um, yeah, there's just little things about it that I love and I think about. I mean... Tom Hardy, I think is purposefully just so huge in this movie, even though he's the younger brother and he, he looks so daunting at times because he's just so jacked and he has these tattoos and he, he looks scary at moments, but, and then in the final scene, whenever his shoulders popped and he has his one hand up, it's the only time in the movie that he looks like a, like a vulnerable younger brother that just needs attention and love and, and then he gets that in the final scene, and Joel Edgerton obviously has issues with his father, played by Nick Nolte, like we mentioned, and it's the one time where he looks over to his dad, and he—he, he, you know, I think he kind of, they connect in some weird way. I mean, we don't really see what happens with the father, necessarily. like how We don't really know how the father of that family will play a part in their lives going forward. I think it's purposefully left just... Regardless of what happens, he's just happy that his two sons are back together again, but there is moments of clarity at the end and understanding, and it's just, yeah, it's so well acted, and it's brutal when it needs to be, and it, it makes When he me fucking drops Mad saber.
0: Dog in that, oh that first fight.
1: <laughs> so badass. And then he drops him. He drops him faster in the second one. <laughs>
0: In addition to being so emotional and, and just so heart-wrenching at times, it's also just fucking badass when these MMA fights are going down. It's it's fun to watch. It's hard mm. to watch at times. But, yeah. man, the choreography, and it, it just looks like the actors themselves are taking a beating in this film. However, though, when Creed gets dropped in that boxing ring, oh. uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan did that for real. I and mean, it yeah. looks like it, too. It's It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I will say... Yeah, both movies. I don't really know how they did it, man. I know, I know. In Creed, he took a lot of punches for real, but some of them yeah. just—I don't know how they acted it, how they, how some of those weren't real because they connect it so well. It's so well shot, and it's not a, a dig at Warrior. It's just I assume for a warrior they actually had to do a lot of that stuff. Like there's no trickery, like because it's MMA. I don't know how you fake it. And I, yeah, with Warrior, man, it's just. Going with Creed, how I, like I said, I just love the legacy and how they handled the father son relationship. And, and Warrior, it's just so simple, but I like that Tom Hardy's trying to prove himself, and Joel Edgerton's just trying to like save his family and like keep them going. And he needs the money, whereas he needs the money for his family. Tom Hardy just wants it to kind of, I think, prove himself and also Tom Hardy it to also the, wants the to family. to take care of yeah, yeah his
0: his uh, fallen Which soldiers family go as into well. That
1: aspect, I and mean, also who knows what happens after the movie in regards to that, but. The important thing is they're back together and it, it's great so yeah i'll go warrior too but this this is the hardest one for me so far oh yeah yeah it is so great
0: all right so warrior is going to go on to face the fighter in round two which is just going to be impossible but we'll get to it <music> all righty first competition in round two we have moneyball versus black swan moneyball is directed by bennett miller and stars brad pitt and
2: jonah hill i'm gonna throw a vote to moneyball um i thought that was a great story um even though this movie was felt kind of long at times I, I was still interested in everything that it had to say as far and it was just kind of cool watching the whole process of them trying to like kind of reinvent the way they pick players and 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 how all the numbers line up and everything like that. It was, just a, it was a really cool um, story. Um, Brad Pitt was good in it. Jonah Hill was awesome in it. I think Jonah Hill was up for an Oscar for that movie, too. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. was in it, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one. I think it's, a, it's the better sports movie out of the two, even though, no disrespect to Black Swan, but uh, Moneyball is going to go
1: yeah I, I I didn't like Moneyball as much this time. I still really liked it. The biggest problem for me with it is just by nature of the premise, I feel like it gets really kind of it doesn't know at times whether it wants to tell the story of Billy Bean or the players. Like there are literally just storylines in this movie that are dropped and never returned to. Like it's really fascinating in the beginning, watching them pick players and understanding their reasoning for why they do. And like they have Chris Pratt's character who is this kind of down-on-his-luck player who they're actually going to use for a completely different position. He's going to play first base. Like, oh, Jesus, like completely different from what he's used to. And then you have this older player who's in his, I think, late 30s, maybe even 40 at this point. And a lot of people kind of write him off like he's kind of he, – he's his past is prime, but they're going to use him as like the leadership role to kind of teach the younger kids and I'm like, this is so fascinating. And all that's dropped. We never see Chris Pratt learn to be a first baseman. It's just, I guess I guess he learned how to do it. It's never returned to. And then there's this great scene where Billy Bean finally, who kind of infamously is like, he doesn't want to talk to the players. He doesn't want to connect with them in case he has to fire them. But he talks to the older baseball player who he convinces to be the leader. And the, the big payoff for that long scene is he goes to talk to Chris Pratt like, hey, man, like, you can do it. You're going to be a good first baseman. What are you afraid of? And he's like, that the ball will come my way. And he's like, ha ha, never see him again. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just, there's just stuff in this movie that I'm so fascinated by Billy Bean and that storyline. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to show the players, I just feel like they completely drop the ball. And I like, uh, yeah. So kind of, kind of a weird watch. I mean, it definitely kind of connects by the end. I think it is a fascinating story, and it is. It is kind of like the big short for me in the sense that it took a subject matter that for me I shouldn't really care about or be interested in but made it really engaging and kind of like oh I'm actually curious how this works and how do they make this kind of like an entertaining film and the same thing's done here with the whole like math and statistics behind picking these players um yeah I think I'm going to lean towards Black Swan just because like we talked about in the beginning it just really knocked it out of the park for me the acting was superb and I love the horror elements and the way it played with reality and the way it film the actual sport itself of dancing and how that alone kinda got me engaged and the whole like um the double the doppelganger aspect and the double with the swans was so fascinating to me. So yeah, I just didn't love Moneyball as much this time. That got I got a bit muddled and I thought it was too over long. So I'm gonna go Black Swan.
0: All right. Yeah, I think for I think for Moneyball the the individual performances of Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill um I don't know how this movie works without Brad Pitt being so charismatic and then Jonah Hill playing kind of a different role, but then still having some funny elements to his character as well. Um, Ultimately, I just found Moneyball really unsatisfying, um, especially when you go on to do a little bit more research about Billy Bean and you find out he's still never won the World Series, even though he invented (laughs) this whole new approach to baseball. Also, why the fuck would you turn down the Red Sox job? Doesn't make any (laughs) sense. I mean, uh, come on, That
1: actually <laughs> it's not like he has
0: me. any ties to this team. I don't even think they drafted him when he was playing. So I did at
1: least like the justification because they do give us time again. It's where the movie gets muddled. It's like, am I focusing on Billy Bean, the A's, whatever. But like they give us flashbacks to him and like kind of establishing why he's where he is. And he made a decision for money and how that kind of ruined aspects of his life and education and stuff. So it was interesting to see. Yeah. I'm not to make a choice based on money. That being said, it. It's tough because in the context of the movie, it works. But when you do further research, I agree. It's like kind of weird.
0: I think the more interesting movie would have been the first half of the movie introduces Billy Bean and how he took this whole new approach to baseball. And then we go to the Red Sox using the strategy paired with actual having actually having financial backing behind the team as well. And then seeing how they win the World Series the following year with that strategy. Uh so I think that's the more interesting thing is is seeing how a, how a actually well-financed team takes a strategy and oh, wins.
1: okay, I see what you're saying. Cuz they say that yeah. at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie like in the in the credits it's like but the Red Sox took that strategy and finally yeah, the curse of the band so I I, so, I think that's yeah, okay. the
0: more interesting thing cuz it's it's uh like that really is taking the sport and turning it on its head. Hmm. Um and then also with Moneyball, well I do think it is a really good well-acted movie in terms of being a sports movie. There's just not a whole lot of actual playing in it, sport being played yeah. in, this, in this film. Whereas with Black Swan, like we've talked about, you do see the ballerinas preparing and all the prep they go through and, and all, the, all the strain it puts on their bodies to really take the sport to another level, um, especially competing like on, in <clears throat> within these Broadway uh, companies, too. So I'm going to throw a vote for Black Swan and send Black Swan on to the semifinals. All right. All good points there.
1: Yeah. I still really do like Moneyball. I just was kind of struck this time. I was like, what story are they trying to tell?
0: Alrighty. So now we have Miracle against Goon. Miracle is directed by Gavin O'Connor and stars Kurt Russell as Olympic coach Herb Brooks.
1: All right. I'm just going to go real quick. Miracle, I thought I had seen. I watched it. This was my least favorite movie. I'm going Goon. Miracle did not work for me. I thought it was boring. I didn't care about any of the players. In fact, I I paid attention. I got to the end. I was like, Watching the credits, I was like, I don't recognize any of these people. I remember the goalie. I remember the guy with... I don't think you're supposed to care
0: about the players, though. The coach is the more interesting subject matter.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is an over two-hour movie. I'm only supposed to care about (laughs) Kurt Russell, who's just a dick the whole time. I mean, I see what you're saying. I do think it is purposefully focused on him, but I think they, they just didn't give me enough I guess cohesion, because like I didn't care at all about the players. Like, there's this whole thing like the goalie lost his mom. I'm like, oh, okay. And his dad's cheering him on. He's gonna be a good goalie. I'm like, okay. I guess they just dropped that. I okay. I just learned that just now. Um, but I didn't care about any of the players. And I I appreciated in a Disney movie. I mean, talk about a Disney movie using all these political um kind of overtones and how the whole uh, Soviet era focusing. That aspect with, you know, the U.S. playing them and what that could mean was was interesting and it kind of appreciated. But again, like Austin talked about with Moneyball, like he kind of gave what he thought the more interesting movie would have been. I I laughed at the end of Miracle whenever they uh, win that game. And then it just cuts to Kurt Russell in a narration going, and then two days later, we played Finland and won the gold medal. I was like... I would have liked not to see the story, them win the though. gold medal, but I didn't care about the story.
0: <laughs> Russia had been running away with the Olympics forever, and the U.S. is always undermatched when it comes to hockey, especially against European teams, and that's the story is how in the Cold War, the United States beat the Soviets in the semifinals of the Olympics.
1: I agree. I just thought it was it was not a satisfying just final moment. Yeah, yeah, this this is the easiest one for me. I'm not trying to dog on it. I did enjoy aspects. Kurt Russell was fantastic. I just for me this was the biggest example of I was shocked at like how little I cared about the players. And it's fine if you want to focus on the coach, but if you're gonna have a movie like this, I have to at least care to some degree. And I didn't even recognize most of them. Like there's three that are the main ones. And Do you
0: know all the players in Goon? All I know is the goalie and goon.
1: The goalie and goon. I mean, yeah, I actually do know the more Xavier Laflemme, And Then you have the goalie who's kind of like the drunk, and then you have uh, uh, the twins, the brothers. You have the goalie. Yeah, they have the twins, and then you have kind of the older guy that's down in his luck, but then he kind of he's the captain. So I did actually know more of them, and whereas in, in Miracle, I, I just knew the goalie, and then there was a moment where like one gets injured, and I was like, did they even show him get injured? He's on crutches now. I maybe, maybe I missed that. So my my point is. For for me personally, I appreciated that they focused on the coach, which is different. But I just, in order to appreciate something like this, I have to care about the players, especially when it's an over two hour movie. I, for me, I couldn't buy in enough because the beginning is about building the team, right? And you would think that they would focus at least somewhat on the players in order to kind of achieve some sort of satisfaction. So when they didn't, and then it just goes on and it focuses on Kurt Russell, I just found myself not caring by the end. Whenever they won, I was like... Good for him, but I didn't care. So that, that's where I'm at. But
0: the story is also how he chose to build his team because he chose to take these young players that he could kind of teach a different style of hockey in order to beat the Soviets because for a while the U.S. was playing where it, it, they relied heavily on individual por- performances instead of working as a team to beat the Soviets. So that, that's, the, that's why you don't know too much about these players because they kind of were nobodies. They were college stars, but the coach is what, the coach is what really made the team and, and, and really is what carried them to the victory over Russia.
1: And I I do appreciate that. I get that. It's just what I'm saying is just from like a movie perspective. That's cool. If you want to like make it that way, like purposefully kind of make the characters vague and because like you're going to cut them like we shouldn't know them. But then for the movie to go on and we spend so much time with some of them and other characters and I like didn't even know who they were, what positions they played, like what their relationships were, what their story was. I didn't know any of that. So when the movie continues and they don't go into it, then that's where it kind of lost me, and I was like, "Yeah, I just, I, I'm not really buying into this or satisfied." So Kurt Russell was kind of the only highlight for me. Um, what about? I mean, what about you, Keith?
2: I think it's clear where I'm going. I'm going Miracle. So Keith, this is a hard one for sure. Um, yeah, for Miracle, I won't elaborate too much because you explained it pretty well, Matthew. I really like the uh, and Austin. You did too. The story about the soviets and the cold war era and all that they did a really good job of um laying that out and kind of explaining everything with that and the tension between the two countries at the time and it was yeah i think it was a good story kurt russell playing the coach was great great acting um i'm kind of with you matthew on the characters though even though i know they're based on real people i just didn't feel you're not supposed to know the characters
1: I mean, I feel like that's kind of—I feel like that's kind of a weak argument. <laughs> I mean, I'm not supposed
2: to the stories about any the coach. The play-
1: yeah, but I feel I'm like it's the, coach, the but- characters,
2: are the, the players, though, too, because they—they're the ones who do it. So it's kind of—I don't—I <laughs> I don't know.
0: But they're enacting the coach's game plan.
2: And I feel like this movie was a little lengthy. I feel like the story still could have been told great, and they, there was some stuff they probably could have cut out. Maybe I don't know. It just felt like it was. I just remember kind of like waiting for it to end, even though I was enjoying the story, even though. But I was at the same time, I was kind of like, man, this movie's going on for a long time.
1: The games themselves, I think, yeah, they they just, in, in a way, it was cool. But I think they just like the game, like they showed a lot of the actual games, like. I guess, you know, we've talked about it in previous uh, uh, matchups. Like, no, no, no. They didn't show enough of the sport. I mean, this one, you can't really argue that. I mean, they showed so much of the hockey games themselves. And for me, that was cool at times. For me, a bit overlong. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I don't want to in it too much because it is a great story. Kurt Russell played it's the coach. pretty inspiring, too. Yeah, definitely think. inspiring. I mean, but... I think I might have to go with Goon.
0: <laughs> oh, my
2: God. <laughs> and my re- and the reason Goon why does not is-
0: belong in the semifinals of this bracket. Goon is a fun movie, but it, I'm glad it made it out of the wild card, but it should not be going to the semifinals. <laughs> I'm going to go with Goon just because it's such a
2: rewatchable movie for me. Like, I could watch Goon. This might be the most upset I've ever been in a bracket. I can watch Goon anytime. I-, I think it's hilarious. I like the all the fighting scenes in it. I like the characters in it. Um Miracle's just not a movie I'd think I want to like rewatch, even though I really enjoy the story of it. And but I just not it's not a movie I like would ever feel like rewatching though. Goon I can always rewatch. So it's just Ugh. yeah, I'm gonna go with Goon.
1: To me, in this next matchup, we're about to talk about the way better version of Miracle, in my opinion. Like so it kinda of, maybe it'll give insight into why I chose Goon. I just I have to care about the players. Anyway, I let's move on.
0: Okay, so Goon is going to face Black Swan in the semifinals. And now we have Remember the Titans, directed by Boaz Yakin, and stars Den- Denzel Washington, that's Coach Herman Boone, going up against Bull Durham.
1: Yeah, to me, this is the good version of Miracle. Like, I, I-, I got the g- I get the good kind of uh, pairing of players and coaching and stuff like that. So that was, that was what I was referencing. Um, this is an interesting one. I didn't see Remember the Titans in a long time, and I really liked it. I do think the worst part Still about holds it holds up. Yeah, it does. The worst part about it for sure is kind of the, what's been talked about a lot is the Disney fight racism. And it's like, by the end, it's like, we solved it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy and almost cringy at times. Like, great. Good job. We ended racism. <laughs> but um, that's the worst part about the movie for me. It just doesn't feel like it <laughs> realistic or it pays off in any real way. But looking aside that I know a lot of movies do that. And it's Disney, of course, but It's so well acted and I really do like how we get to see Herman Boone come in, how his coaching style changes, how the players kind of get to know each other, how they kind of come around to each other, how that affects the town. It is all really interesting and watching the games themselves, I was bought in, not being a huge football fan, I was still really engaged because I knew enough about the players that I was actually like hoping and like whenever like shit would happen, people get injured, you have to replace them. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And... I was more just impressed watching it this time. I was like, how did they make me care or at least know about so many different people in such a short amount of time? Like I was like, wow, like they, they did a good job in that sense, whether that be casting or writing, I, w- I was pretty impressed. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I love bull Durham as well. So this is a tough one. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to go remember the Titans for sure. in on this one, remember the Titans is one of my favorite sports movies of all time. Uh, Denzel Washington is awesome in this movie. All the monologues he gives are inspiring, and and some of them are are hilarious. I forgot about some of the, the funny moments in this movie. Like you said, Matt, like I, you know, all the characters. So it's really satisfying whenever they 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 come back in certain scenes whenever whenever they're getting defeated by certain schools or whatever. The Gettysburg uh, college scenes were awesome. Yeah, I think I just like love, love every part of this movie. Um, even the other the other actors, Will Patton playing the Coach Yost, yeah. I was was good. Um, and Gary Bertier, Julius, all the characters, I just loved. So yeah, going with Remember the Titans. Yeah, this is a really
0: interesting matchup because these these are both kind of team movies. Um, however, I I think in terms of inspiration, um, the team in Bull Durham really is only only facing themselves, like they don't really have any other adversity. They're kind of, each person in their own way is holding themselves individually back from being a good team. Uh, whereas with Remember the Titan, you know, these teams are coming together in the segregated South. Uh, they are facing like much more adversity, not only with the players, but also with the coaches. And I really kind of like how this movie does focus in on Herman Boone. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to vote for Remember the Titans as well.
1: Yeah, like I said, I do have like one big issue with it that does make me laugh, just the whole Disney aspect. But that being said, it's still such a well-made movie, acted so well. And I mean, the character interplay, whether or not it was true to real life, I have no idea. But it still got me in this movie, and it's emotional what it needs to be, and it is exciting what it needs to be. And the actual playing of the sport and the way they utilize these characters, put them in and out, and they need to be is so... Well done. Yeah, I have to go remember the Titans.
0: I'd forgotten that a young Turk from Scrubs is in this as well.
1: Yeah, Ethan, Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Lots of people that kind of went on to success, which is always fun to see when looking back on movies. Last thing I would say is I think um, Kevin Costner's other baseball movie, Field of Dreams, is so... I don't like it that much, but it's so iconic that I think it might uh, overshadow Bull Durham for a lot of people. So I, w- I, would, I would recommend people go watch it. I think it holds up. It's a fun watch. I think it's pretty underrated. But yeah, I agree. I'm going to go remember the Titans as well.
0: And now we have the last competition of round two. We have The Fighter versus Warrior. The Fighter is directed by David O. Russell and stars Mark Wahlberg and Kristen Bale as Fighters Mickey Ward and Dickie Eklund.
1: I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I think Warrior is the better movie. I think it's a better movie. I think The Fighter's great. I don't know if I'm going to stick to that yet. I'm just throwing it out there just to tee it off. The Fighter means a lot to us. We just we all three love The Fighter. We've seen it together so many times. So
0: I think Warrior means as means just as much to the three of us though as well.
1: Sure, yeah. That's probably true. That's probably true.
0: This might be a good time to to share the story of the first time we watched Warrior. So this was back in the days that Blockbuster was at its heights and we would when we had nothing better to do in our hometowns so we'd go to Blockbuster and try and find a good movie to watch and the manager of this local Blockbuster came up to give us some advice and usually you wouldn't take the advice of your local Blockbuster manager but he handed us Warrior and he said this is the best movie in the entire store <laughs> and so we took it home and we fell in love with it
1: <laughs> Well also the other aspect of the story is um. Yeah. Because basically, we'd all we didn't really have much to do as like kids in our town growing up. It's not really conducive for fun things to do at times. But um, yes. Yeah, so we but we were at Blockbuster every weekend whenever we were hanging out. We'd always rent a movie. And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I I think I have this right. I think we were hanging out at Keith's house, spending the night there. We rented Warrior because Keith lived really close to a Blockbuster, and we watched it. Like Austin said, that happened, and we loved it. And I think next week we went to go. I could be. I think next week we went to go rent a movie, and it was closed. Like Blockbuster had closed. I think Warriors. Oh, I think, that's last, true. Yeah. I think yeah, Warriors our last Blockbuster outing. Like whenever we try to go next week, it had like officially closed down. So um, certainly, lots of emotions tied up into it. But yeah, let's get to the movie itself because, like, I really love the fighter. This was my least favorite watch of it. Maybe it's because I've just seen it so many times. I still think it's a great movie. I just didn't find it as satisfying. And I'm trying to understand why, even if I was, even as I say that. But, like, like when I got to... Maybe it's because I was comparing it to Warrior in my head, maybe. But when I got to the final fight, I remember, like, in the past, like, fist-pumping whenever Mickey Ward finally, like, body shots that guy and he goes down. This time I was like, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, and and I just... I love how it's interesting, but I hate the family dynamic. I hate I hate the mother and I hate uh how Dickie is The is
0: brother's like... dynamic is interesting though. that the, the oh, rest no, of the I'm family not, I'm not saying they're
1: bad. I'm just saying it's just like oh I like could just like oh, I hate them. <laughs> um, but uh it's definitely an interesting movie. I feel like maybe Warrior just did more for me this time. I mean, am I crazy? What do you guys think?
2: warrior hands down i think i'll go with <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll go with warrior as well the fighter is a great movie the acting in it's awesome christian bale mark Wahlberg. there's definitely there's lots of funny moments in the fighter that i love like with especially with the family arguments and all that and all, all the the yeah. you know the uh the suburban boston accents that were thrown around
1: is that a cock spaniel
2: is that bitch that bitch charlene <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, th- I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the fighter because it really is a great movie. Um, I think it really is more of a, a drama, though, than the... I know there's boxing in it, but I, I think it's really more of just a... I don't
1: think the boxing shot very well, either. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I, I think Warrior, even though I'm not a really a big UFC guy, I think Warrior takes UFC and MMA and kind of celebrates it and puts it on display for the entire movie, and, and I think the fights are just shot so yeah. well. And like I have said, I, I've literally cried on every single viewing of Warrior. Uh, so yeah, Warrior for sure.
1: And also, it's interesting to compare it with the brother aspect, too, because, I mean, there are elements of the fighter that kind of make you go, huh? Like, whenever Dickie comes back at the end, like, um after he gets out of prison and he made this deal how he can't train with Dickie anymore. And then he's just like, I couldn't have won that fight without Dickie. You know that. I need him back. I want him back. And you as you, you, the audience is like, why? Huh? Like, it is it is a bit odd how it kind of just happens. And it's like, oh, I don't really love that. And then they're just like best friends. And the last shot is actually quite beautiful, kind of emotional whenever he's like, I was the pride of Lowell. Now he is not better than that. Like, great stuff.
2: It's good portraying, like, that he chose family over fame because he easily could have just gone to Vegas and trained and made millions more dollars. But right. instead he just stayed right. in Lowell. But... I think Warrior, yeah, like you said, Austin, it's just a better sports movie out of the two. Like, you get way more fighting scenes and shots of actually portraying the sport of UFC. So, yeah, Warrior takes it.
0: All right, Warrior will go on to face Remember the Titans in the semifinals. Alrighty, let's kick off the semifinals now with Black Swan versus Goon. What a fucking weird matchup.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I love Goon, but for me, I know it sounds like last round Austin was kind of feeling like, you know, this is where Goon kind of stops for me. You can't go past this. I, it kind of how I feel now. I, I love Goon. I think it's great. It's such a fun watch. Like Keith said, it might be the most rewatchable one on here. It's just such a good time and it gives me so much from comedic bits to actual like sweet character moments and drama, like I mentioned earlier, but yeah, for me, this is kind of the end of the line for Goon. I think black Swan is just, it's just a better movie. Um, I, I I like the characters. I, I, Natalie Portman is just fucking astounding in this movie. She's so good. And the actual use of the sport, the way it's shot. Yeah. I, yeah, I gotta go black Swan.
0: Yeah, this is weird for me cuz this neither one of these films are films that I thought would make it out around 2. I thought we'd be having Moneyball versus Miracle here. Uh
2: so I don't know Keith if you feel strongly, why don't you go ahead? I think they're both great, but they're both great for different reasons. Like I th- and Black Swan is definitely not a comedy, you know, Goon is more of a comedy. So which one portrays their I think so you got maybe we got to take the genre out of it and go just sports. And maybe Black Swan might have to take it because I think I think it just it portrays the not we could say sport or we could say art of ballet uh, better than Goon does hockey. Even though Goon does do a good job of portraying hockey, you just you get more emotion behind Black Swan. So
1: I think, it, yeah, I think it's because if you just look at the sport element, Goon does a good job of filming the actual hockey and, and that stuff. But Ultimately, it's viewed through the eyes of Doug, who's an enforcer, so usually the scenes just end up being Yeah, him a being fight. the shit of somebody. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, you don't really get a whole lot of hockey tactics or like the preparation or anything that really goes into being a hockey player, so I, I was leading to Black Swan as well, so let's send on Black Swan to the finals. There we go. Okay. Final portion of the semifinals now. We have Remember the Titans versus Warrior. And I think this might be really easy. It's gotta be Warrior.
1: I think I think it it's definitely not as easy as the last one. I think uh this this is certainly a bit tougher, but
0: I think yeah. this is the easiest matchup all day for me. It's gotta be Warrior.
1: It's not the yeah, yeah. It's not the easiest for me, but I think I do agree. I think I would probably have to go Warrior. I think it's just a better movie. I like I said, I was impressed with the It's just so fucking like, good. Like I don't know how they fit so much in that meant a lot and how they got so many characters in that I cared about by the end And remember the Titans like genuinely I was I was so impressed and enjoying it uh but yeah the the emotional moments of warrior the acting because it really in remember the Titans we get a great performance by Denzel and, and Will Patton I would say but I feel like in warrior even even the smaller performances like Frank Grillo and um Jennifer Morrison um yeah yeah I feel like it's the world is built out better and They take this ridiculous concept. It is kind of weird that it's like. Remember at the end of Warrior, where it's like breaking news, they're brothers, and it's like that's kind of ridiculous. But somehow it just feels like so right. It's well, it's it's
0: handled so well, though. Too. Yeah,
1: it's executed perfectly, and then the final fight, the emotion, and the song choice at the ends, and the payoff with Nick Nolte as their father, and it leaves you hopeful, even though it might not end up being. It's just I just get more out of it, and I think the way it portrays the sport at its center is so fascinating it got me so interested in something i didn't care about so yeah i gotta go warrior
2: yeah um you know a lot of me wants to say remember the titans but i think a lot of remember the titans is made by denzel yes i think if he wasn't in that i don't think it would be as good like his i really like denzel's acting in it and i like the way he played coach boone mm-hmm. so really i think you're if i had to choose between you're choosing a character. Remember the Titans. So yeah, more that's so a good way moving. to put it, Keith. Yeah, and so I think, yeah, I think overall we have to go with Warrior. Okay,
0: well it's time for the finals, and I think this is the first time in Arnie's podcast history that two wild card movies have made it to the finals. So we now have Black Swan versus Warrior. I thought Warrior would make it here. I didn't think Black Swan would.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, thought, I did not I thought expect Warrior Black Swan. Too.
0: And I think here's where I am ultimately going to end up voting against Black Swan, because while I do think it is such an incredible watch, great performances all around, we are still debating the best sports movie, and while we do get some great aspects of what being a ballerina is like from this film, I think it does, when it comes to being a sports movie competition, it may lean too heavily into the kind of creepier drama elements of the movie, whereas Warrior is a sports movie through and through throughout the entire film, so I'm going to vote Warrior.
1: I'm going to go Black Swan because I find it out of all of these, it's the most it shows us most how a sport affects somebody, whether and regardless of whether it's positive or negative, just the way this performance and the pressure and the obsessive nature just messes with Nina's mind and kind of fractures it in some ways. And she almost literalizes the whole Swan Lake performance into her real life by creating this evil twin in a sense and what that could mean and how it makes her maybe more free at times. It matures her, but also it could ultimately lead to her downfall at the end. It's just hard to say. Um, That's what I love most about it. It's like, it takes the sport at its center and then creates this horror drama out of it somehow by like showing how it affects her. I think that's so fascinating. And um, to me, if we're talking performances, they're all so good. I mean, just like with Warrior, I mean, you have so many great performances. Same thing here. Everybody's just knocking out of the park in Black Swan. Vincent Cassell, Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis, Barbara Hershey is the mom. Winona Ryder has a, a small part as like uh, the previous um, big shot ballerina. Um, yeah, everybody's so good in it. And I just love how it's shot. And it, like I said, like the way it took these creepy elements, but that was somehow applied to the actual sport itself. Like I was so worried just watching them do ballet and it really did like give me a new appreci- appreciation for a sport. Whereas when I watch warrior, I'm like, yeah, they're beating each other up. And I know I'm just kind of simplifying it, but ultimately that's what you get. And like the, the characters walk away, they just have like some bruises and stuff. Whereas this one, it's like, it's harder to walk away from. And yeah, it just gave me a whole new perspective on the sport. And it's just such a great movie and so perfectly directed and shot and I think it's so awesome. So, yeah, Black Swan for me.
0: All righty. So we have one vote for Black Swan, one vote for Warrior. Keith,
2: decide it for us. Which way are you going? I got to go with Warrior. Yahoo! Well, I agree with <laughs> everything that Matthew just said on Black Swan. Great movie. But, but uh, Warrior is going to take it. I think Keith voted against Black Swan every single round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. Did I? I don't no, know. I voted Did for Black Swan in the last yeah, one yeah, against Goon. Yeah. That's true. That's true.
2: Um, but yeah, I think Warrior just portrays, we're talking sports movies, portrays their sport in that movie, uh, better than any movie on this list probably, um, because you just get the UFC fighting throughout, and then the story in the background with the brothers and the dad is great, so, yeah, I gotta go with Warrior. Warrior
0: is now the best sports movie of all time, as decreed by the Arnie's Podcast. Boom! Heck yeah!
1: Can't say I'm surprised, yeah, I think we thought this could happen, and- I think it's very well deserved. I think there's lots of great movies on here, though.
2: Congrats, Black Swan, too. I think it, yes. uh, it definitely earns my respect. The a
1: wild card. Anybody out there, if you're interested in any of these, if you haven't seen them, I can definitely say they all deserve to be watched. There's no bad movies on here, for sure. Like, I think you'll get something out of all of these. So go watch them. Even if you're like me and you don't love sports movies, I think these are just good movies. I mean, to put it simply, they just have a sport in them. So worth watching.
0: Okay. Well, before we can get out of here today, as always, we got to do our Arnie's Podcast Awards. This is a segment where we give an award to anything in this episode. Keith may know the rules this week. He may not. Keith, start us
2: off with your award. I have two awards floating around in my head right now. One is funny and one is just a good award, I think. Um, First one is the, the funniest line goes to... Sylvester Stallone yelling Buttkins <laughs> at the, when the dog comes out. Buttkins! <laughs> <Book hits! laughs> that's, that's, um, that's a good one. My second one was the uh, most referenced actor of the week and that goes to Mr. Carl Weathers. He was referenced from Creed, Rocky, and Mandalorian and Happy Gilmore.
1: He's all over the place. What about you, Austin? What are you thinking?
0: I'm going to give an award to the Meryl Streep of our podcast. I'm giving an award to Keith Baker today, and it is whoa the biggest ballerina hater. He started off the episode <laughs> saying ballet wasn't a sport. He then continued to vote against Black Swan for two more consecutive rounds. <laughs> so Keith is the biggest ballerina hater of our
2: show. I just said how much I loved it. Book it! <laughs> Book it! Yo Adrian! Come on. Come on in. Let me take my shirt off in front of you.
1: Uh, (laughs) Please, man.
0: All right, Matt, get us out of here today. What is your award?
1: (sighs) My award couldn't be easier. As much as I want to give one to Keith Baker, I'm going to give the most annoying child award to fucking Hayden Panettiere from Remember the Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Come on! Come on, coach. Like, shut up. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> All righty. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss any of our upcoming content. At The arnie's is our social, and The is the website. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, that really is the best way to help us continue to grow this show. We'll be back on Tuesday for a movie trivia game.
1: And in the meantime, if you haven't caught on, We are doing reviews of every single episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian as it comes out. So check your podcast feeds for that. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Music, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We basically just break down each episode as they come out every week. Those usually hit on Sundays, so keep an eye out for that if you're a fan of The Mandalorian. And who knows? We might be talking about Carl Weathers again. Will he show up? I don't know.
2: And be sure to check us out on Instagram. Feel free to direct message us your thoughts on this episode. Tell us if uh, you were pleased with the outcome of our best sports movie bracket. Give us your thoughts on any other sports movies you think should have made the list. Don't
0: you fucking dare message us saying that Rudy should have been in this bracket, though.
1: Dude, I hate Rudy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck Rudy.
0: (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.